Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome into the PHNX Rising Podcast. Appreciate everyone joining us on a nice Thursday afternoon, kind of in a different place. And look at that, there's three of us in the right. show. There is. Very well dressed. Very well dressed. Making us, make, putting take. us all to shame. Jake Mr. Anderson. Mr. Jake Anderson. How are we doing, boys? Thanks for having me back. Dude, my gosh, of course. Glad to have you back. Mr. Owen Evans, how are we doing? Uh, you know, I was doing better when I thought it was just going to be Jake. I'm not going to lie. It's understandable. I did manage to get in early, yeah. earlier than planned. I did. I kind of shot out one of text. I'm like, hey, dude, like, I'm going to be early. Totally get whoever's going to be on if you uh, want to go with them. And, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, sure. We'll, throw, we'll have you back, I guess. You know, it's very, very accommodating of him. But no, appreciate uh, everyone joining us. Thursday night, you know, we have a lot to talk about, boys. Uh, you know, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Cashman Field, Rising's playing there. Quite an interesting place, to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just a little bit, yeah. Yeah. How do we feel about Cashman Field? Vegas is the laughing stock of US, though. <laughs> Straight up. Like, it's, they're not a real team. Gimmick FC? Even the LAFC 2 edition of them. Like, it's not... I did. I, I I can't believe I forgot some of the things that they've done. That's how, that's how you know it's so bad. Oh yeah, when you start going through a list of things and then you're like, oh yeah, there was more. I forgot about the. What did you say? It was uh, oh, when they dumped the cash that? from the helicopter. The cash drop. Yeah, the cash drop. How do you forget about the cash drop? Because I'm too worried about the llamas. for that. The llamas shitting on the field. You have <laughs> the kiddie pools, pitch side cornhole, pitch side mattresses, MCs oh, mid halftime water balloon fight. Yeah, like, <laughs> this isn't at your EDM uh, festival, folks. This is something that happens all the time with this club. Colleen the colon, remember that one? <laughs> <laughs> the giant inflatable colon you can walk through. I think there was sumo, like there was the like giant sumo sometimes. wrestling at halftime at one of their games. Like it's oh, crazy, if it's dumb, man. they've done it. Of if it's course. stupid, they've tried it. If if wow. you their think owner's it, face on the inside of their kids, how did we forget that? Oh God, that was awful. Uh, Point the proven. Sponsor, the sponsor's face in there. It's just you can ugh. park your Toyota on the co- on the pitch. <laughs> that was a thing. That was a thing. Do anything to sell you a car. The wacky inflatable flailing arm man at both goalposts. It's it's something. It's always something with this club. And I mean, right? Spe- I mean, I also wouldn't disagree with Risa in the chat yeah. about the DJ and his questionable yeah. comments that he made um, <laughs> in the past. I think it was a. <laughs> Very questionable comments made in the first half yeah. of a previous game that may have involved some calls being made to the league during the game. Yep. Um, yep. <laughs> yep. Seeing everyone in the chat, Devin, all dirt, bi- dirt bike on pitch, FC, Jam yeah, I mean, this, this field needs some cash from a helicopter, man. Yeah. 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 You know, it kind of makes you think, doesn't it, that I guess some, someone else could have suffered a fate today and maybe people would have been happier. Yeah, yeah, and we will. We're gonna we'll get we're, to that we're gonna we're gonna get to a little stuff later in the show. But no, I mean, focusing on this match against Vegas. Listen, Rising has had a very up and down last couple of games, right? It is quite literally been a loss, win, loss, win, loss. Like it's it's just kind of all over the place. What can they do to right the ship against them? From Phoenix Rising's perspective, it's got to be about working out how to play when the opposition are going to sit a little bit deeper. Um, That actually came up. You know what? We should actually take the Juan clip on that one, I think, before we get into it too much. We should actually listen a little bit about what Juan said in in midweek this week about how um, you have to deal with with teams that are going to sit in that kind of a low block and Mm -hmm. not necessarily press as much. Let's have a listen. I think the longer the season goes, given the circumstances, situations, uh, realities of of different teams that we're playing, uh, I think uh, teams are are not going to press that high anymore 
obviously the physical loads that uh, players are tired. I mean, is it's towards the end of the season? People are trying to make less mistakes, and it's not a it's not a secret that we've been struggling at times with teams that defend in lower blocks. So it's now what do we do to to break those those first line of press, and then when you're in the final third, if they're in a lower block, how can we expose them as well? Especially when they had ten men. So we worked a lot on on that this week. Uh, we try to utilize this week to to work on 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 the things that we believe we need to improve because given next week we're not going to be able to work a lot next week it's it's going to be a week of three games in which you're just going to have to focus a lot on recovery so this this is a week that we push this is a week that we need a lot of awareness understanding uh being humble enough to 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 understand that uh, we've been too too inconsistent and we need to be more consistent uh from now on i know this is something that we've been saying since probably the first uh, seven games. But again, uh, that consistency has to come. I believe that that consistency is going to come. And I have a feeling that it's going to come when we need it the most and at the right time in the year. Well, Jake, we spoke about this on on Tuesday. Again, uh, Max, I believe you're up in Denver studying a, an even bigger loser in the Colorado Rapids. But... <laughs> Look, as we as we kind of look at this team and look at how they're going to go going forward, the key thing here is they've got to work out how to find ways to open up opposition when they're willing to sit back deep. Now, that's going to be finding ways to kind of make them shift around a bit, make them potentially lose their man and, and open up some opportunities. It's going to involve things such as uh, finding ways to get an early goal, perhaps, that are going to force the opposition to not be able to just sit back and and absorb pressure because they're going to have to chase the game themselves. But all in all, if they can't find out how to deal with teams that are going to sit back, that are going to really just absorb that pressure. This is a team that come the end of the year, I think there's a real risk they miss the playoffs again. Yeah, 100%. But I think an advantage to playing Vegas is that this is who Vegas has always been. A team that sits back, no matter who Juan's been the manager of, whether he was an assistant, whether he was a manager, Phoenix, Indy, Oakland, this has been the game plan against Vegas. Vegas has always been a team that just sits back and tries to catch you on the counter. Obviously, the high line that was so uh, dangerous uh, for Danny Trejo against El Paso will not be an option. Um, so you go into this match knowing that, right? Um, and we saw what happened when we took... Panos off the field, and you elected to keep in Fede. Obviously, Carlos Harvey is not going to be playing this weekend, so there's a little different intricacy in, in the midfield. Maybe they both have to play the whole time. Maybe you go to a four in the back. I, I don't know what Juan's going to do. Obviously, he knows what he's going to do best, but I, I think this game, they're more prepared than they were maybe at RGV. You, you could have predicted RGV was going to sit back, but you know Vegas is going to sit back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where, right. This also goes back to, right. You can tell the Vegas side of the tale. You can tell the rising side of the tale. See BJ in the chat, stop playing the level of their competition when the competition is beneath them. But this plays into kind of what Jake's saying, what we are saying about rising has these difficulties playing at times against these low blocks. And that has traditionally what Vegas has done. Seeing John's comment, consistency is going to come in 2024 preseason at this rate. It's, having to try to find a way to get in your groove when you're playing against a team that doesn't like you to do that. They try to make it uncomfortable for you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think you have to, 
you have to get used to that because again, Danny Trejo plan A, really finding him the ability to find space behind lines, finding him the ability to catch other teams on a on a counter on times or just a very quick kind of move that's direct but purposefully direct. That's only going to happen if you're going to let them try and open things up and get out there. Look, I'm... I feel good about this game, though. I mean, we, we were speaking about score predictions earlier, Max, weren't we? And sure. I'm feeling good about this game. We'll get onto score predictions later, don't you worry. But when we look on the other side, let's look at Las Vegas. Let's look at some of the threats that they've got there. I mean, in fact, part of it is going to be because, of course, we've seen one of their top players has now left in, in Tablet Attacker Preston. He had left, uh, transferred across to the East, to Birmingham Legion. Top scorer with five goals he was at the time they shipped him over there. That's a major, major loss for that team. Yeah. Major loss. Yeah. I mean, now what it means is you look at things. I mean, was it, or what are their real like capital attacking threats in there? It's Andrew Carlton, maybe. Creates a good number of chances, 37 <laughs> on the season. Mm -hmm. um, lacking a little bit, his XG is like 5.26 for the year. Uh, he only scored two goals. Thank you to Stat Lucky Reese for that one. And for a You intentionally say a capital attacking threat? Uh, no comment, no comment. Um... <laughs> But, I mean, you, you look at him, I mean, yeah, he's a guy who's been around a good bit, right? He, he spent a good amount of time on the East. He's playing some big, big matchups, you know, over there mm -hmm. in like DC and uh, other places. Um, but <laughs> Andrew Carlton is someone, I mean, he, he's been more on the left than the right this year, which is a surprise mm -hmm. um, to me and a surprise to many people, it I'm is. sure, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, but he's an interesting character, really. Uh, if, you, if you let him do it, he can be a real storming kind of player on that <laughs> one. Well done. Well done. Yeah, no. And look, yeah, from him yeah. now, he's mm -hmm. struggling with his form in some ways earlier this season. He is creating a lot of chances, but you know what they say, it's better late than never. Maybe he'll get something late in the season. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's quite the, quite the player to try to profile. Try to profile. You think you have him as a defense, think you have him captured, and then he just finds a way to kind of let loose in there. So we'll see, see what happens. Where do you think Rising can neutralize a threat like that? I like Jake take that one. Yeah. Uh, from a from a footy perspective, <laughs> from a footy perspective, we've seen what this team has done when they pass the ball to the other team. Yeah. That is what they cannot do. I, I think the the players that they've taken out of the system, whether it's via injury or whether it's via form, um, Crutzen has been someone I've been very very harsh on all year, just because of some of the mistakes he has made. Um, but as long as they don't make those mistakes, I don't really see any way that Vegas, unless they can you know get a fortunate bounce and catch someone out 1v1 i don't really see how vegas is going to be very dangerous at this point i mean if you go back to their previous iterations of teams it's cal jennings and danny trejo were their most uh prolific scorers and now they're both obviously in phoenix and in tampa and so what i would expect to see rising do from an offensive perspective is what owen alluded to uh prior uh to the andrew carlton is uh yeah, move side to side, and I, I think we'll see a lot of diagonal balls, and, and I think we will see Eddie playing balls to Darnell King and vice versa, which will then cause a shift from the defense. You'll open up some back post runs, and uh, a, a tweet that I did make yesterday was just to have, uh, you know, you have someone at the back post, maybe Amanu Arteaga at the back post who can head the ball back across the face of the goal for a tap-in. Maybe, maybe, maybe indeed. Um, look, I, I think as well it's going to be an interesting one in a lot of ways. Again, I know there are other players on, on that Vegas team who I, I just think some of them are underperforming a bit. Lucas Stoffer. Um, I mean, again, they create, they create chances 
Um, but I just don't know if that team finishes very well as well. And that's the key thing, right? We speak about things like, I mean, we could look at things like the expected assists for a guy like Carlton and it's 3.52. It's only one assist on the year. That's not really his fault, right? Mm -hmm. That means the finishing's not there. And I just, again, it's going to be a tough game. The playing stiff is often isn't good. Yeah. There's all the other noise going on around there. Actually, you want to hear that from Juan? Well, listen to Juan Guerra talking about how they prepare a lot of those new players who've never experienced Cashman Field for the circus it's uh we we try to show them video we we try to show a lot of things we we try to show the i mean what what they do before kickoff if whether there's a there's a motorcycle with an elvis in it uh doing things on the grass or, or or whatever it is we try to show them everything we can so when they're there it's not the first time that they see it so they can stay focused and concentrated um also the reality is that uh, in the position that we are and with the week that we have and and the great opportunity that we have ahead of us. Um, I think, I mean, uh, there's, there's not much we can show, say, or, or do to, to motivate players more. They're, they're very, very motivated. They understand the opportunity that we have ahead of us. And I am sure they're going to, they're going to take care of this opportunity and they're going to grab it. Yeah. We were kind of talking before the show started, right? It's, it's not really something you can, like paint the picture of and if someone does again you thinks you're at like an edm festival with all the different random things going along but um you know this environment and within this team vegas and how they play it's something that you kind of don't really experience it until you're kind of in the middle with of it and the game is going it's just kind of a weird one to see i see tevin all mattress fc um it's just a it's a weird environment it's a weird place to play and I think especially with how rising has started slow in these types of matchups, couple that with the environment that's going on, the pitch quality or lack thereof, they need a fast start in order to avoid how the last couple of matches have gone for them. Absolutely. Look, rising can't afford to drop points in that one. They've got to stop Vegas and Andrew Carlton from stealing those kind of points away from them. You can't afford to drop points points away to Las Vegas Lights in this point. I've said it before. This is a must-win game. This is a must-win game. It does not get easier in some of the games that are coming up. Sacramento next week. That is not an easy game. You can't drop points against the team this bad. I mean, again, look where they are in the table. Bottom. Look you, where they are. The they, 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 Bottom. They, 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 they're with half the points of the team in eleven. Half, half the yeah, exactly half the team of the points in eleven. They have a goal differential of minus 20. 22 goals put in the back of the net for them. Forty-two conceded. They almost have conceded double the number of goals that they have scored. Mm -hmm. Not good. Mm -hmm. This team has two wins all year. Yeah. One of them is against you. Yeah, that should be the motivation enough in itself. Yeah. Well, you know what? Do we want a score prediction? Do we do the score prediction? Start us now? off, man. Let's go. Let's go. You know what I'm going with? I think Phoenix Rising get it together in this game. I genuinely do. And Vegas are bad. If Rising take the lead, I think it's fun time for Phoenix Rising. I think they are going on an absolute stormer. 4 0. That is very Phoenix Rising 4 0. It's a very unhinged prediction from you because That's you are really you are you are very, kind of very neutral, very kind of sit keep, on the fence a little bit. Keep yeah. It yeah, you very, very much like to sit on the fence. Uh, Mr. Jake Anderson for you, sir. 3 1. They don't love this team. Doesn't have very many clean sheets on the year. Mm. Yeah, no, they do not. And it's not anything yeah. to do with Rocco most of the time. It it has to do with just this 
the stupid errant pass and the defensive Setting third. them up one-on-one, yeah, right? I mean, then yeah. Rocco's got a whole goal to defend by himself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, also, again, just bad pitch quality. Maybe the wacky inflatable flowing arm man get involved. Hopefully not. Who knows? Um, we I'm, didn't mention that it's also the worst camera in USL. Oh, oh, oh dear God. It's like a calculator. Yeah, so that's, yeah, no, that's, it's uh, so yeah, bad. Definitely. It's like a guy's oh, got his like oh. his little flip phone out and he's filming the game, you know? Yeah, he's like, shaking it's around shaky, everything like that. It's out of focus. I don't know. I watch those games sometimes and I feel drunk. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Like it gives you that feeling as though you you've had several beers. Yeah, yeah. No, it definitely. Uh, shout out, shout out to our friends at Arizona's Family Sports. It's not on them. It's uh, really just what they're working with, right? With uh, what's on at that field. It they is get quite, what Vegas gives. It is quite something. Remember earlier this season, actually, mm-hmm. we can talk about that. Earlier this season, Vegas had an issue with their broadcast. Yeah. You know what they did? Ten minutes into the game, they started streaming Spideo footage with the tactical camera live, with no commentary and no graphics, no context. Just started doing this camera that awkwardly follows the ball around. Dear, it's like the youth game, gosh. CCNL level. Yeah, 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 that's pretty much what they did. Yeah, game film. Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a brutal one. Um, I'm gonna go for my prediction. I'm going three nil. I almost took 3-1 because I definitely could see this like being a weird game where, yeah, Rising let one in. Again, I agree with you. Not really necessarily a Rocco thing, more of just the chaotic environment. But uh, listen, man, maybe I'm playing to it. Give me give me Danny Trejo with at least two goals. A little Danny Trejo revenge game. Danny Trejo hat trick. I like it. And yours, I like that. Imagine that. I almost you like know that. what? I like just, that. To, just to yeah. add misery onto it, Mo Traore will nod on him as well. Oh, Two guys who are currently word. still, would you believe it, on Las Vegas Lights homepage. They're yet to remove them from some it. of the promotional Are you graphics. kidding me? Danny Trejo and Mo Traore. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I am but not they removed Cal Jennings. Uh, I don't know on that one because I wasn't looking for Cal Jennings, but oh. I was looking for the Phoenix Rising players. Oh, dear gosh. Let's uh, take a look. Uh, producer trying to scroll up in the chat a little bit. We'll take a look at some of what the score picks are out there. I see 2-0 Rising. Thank you, Alexander. 2-2, uh, a draw for 3-Cat Family. I feel that. Mendoza Bluebird with 3-1 Rising. Liking Jake's prediction there. Devin All, 3-2. BJ, 3-0 Six one. Holy oh wait, God. hold on. I'm sorry, one second. Reese two one to Vegas. Do you do you do you care to explain? Stat man, we can't hear him. Yeah, he's off. Well, to you're, the you're side gonna have to. I can tra- put I can, your money where your mouth is. I can is, tell Reece. people. Yeah, I want to. Let's place a bet. I don't have that much money. He's also. Uh, he's also. He's also. Yeah, that's a that's a technic- technicality. Yeah. We'll have to see the terms and conditions on that Friendly one. Friendly wager. Friendly Gentlemen, wager. Gentlemen's yeah, wager. Yeah. One dollar. <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh um see mikey's ricky popping it that's good um no it's uh it's gonna be a weird match lots of goals being scored can get out of hand i will say the one thing that you're gonna have to look for especially on the way up to this match friends at circle k that's not gonna let you out of hand friends at circle k always gonna get you guys right especially for those of you who are making the trip to vegas multiple circle k is on the way to there it's a fantastic time as you guys know, I gotta explain it, but they got the polar pops, the snacks, everything like that. And now they have an even better way for you guys to get rewarded because you guys have already texted PNX to, PHNX to through and through and zero. I know you guys have done that. I know you guys have redeemed the, the buy one, get one free polar pop. Of course you have. But here's another cool thing how Circle K is rewarding you thanks to our partnership with Circle K. You can join the inner circle this is not you know it's it's a free thing it's fantastic it's no mystery nothing crazy about it. you join the inner circle for free by you downloading the circle k app today terms and conditions do apply 
and they're at participating locations, visit circlek.com for more details. This is a very cool program that they have because you can save 25 cents per gallon on your first five Phillips. They all, you know, gas is rising, people. Now at Circle K, again, 25 cents per gallon. Save that on your first five Phillips. And you get every six free on a selection of Circle K products. Every six product you buy, free pizza coffee ice cold fountain drinks all kinds of stuff going on through their inner circle app again download the circle k app today all kinds of good stuff thank you very much circle k and you know goes well with circle k guys friends at ogs you know of course right friends at ogs uh, i heard the rumor maybe there's gonna be some ogs on the on the bus uh, going up i'm not saying me i'm not saying me but there are people there are people Matt saying Max that he's bringing ogs oh, i did not say that i did not say that no no, no. i'm just saying that they're the might people. have to come on this road trip <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there might be, some, might be some OGs afoot. But uh, hey, it just got a whole lot better because our friends at OGs are rewarding the people. The people. The people. The people. The, the PHNX listeners. Did you ever use that code in the end there, Jake? I filled up a Circle K today. And I got the 25% or 25 cents off per gallon today. You're doing that, you but you use that OGs it. code. OGs code, baby. Yet. Oh, yeah. You might so, have to before you right, leave here tonight. So right now, through August 31st, that's a week from today is when this goes to, you can get 25% off a bag of OGs, either their fruits or the creams version. Very simple. I'll tell you how to do it. You go to theflowershopusa.com. You place an online order and use the discount code PHNX at checkout. And you just go to the nearest flower shop near you, multiple locations throughout the valley. Pick up your OGs, 25% off, people. The Look, fruits of the creams. It's got to be simple because Max, if he can do it, you can do That's it. That's true. If he can do Super it, easy. you can do it. Yep. Check out our friends. Do it. Check out our friends at OGs. Again, use promo code PHNX at theflowershopsusa.com. Thank you to OGs. Thank you to Flower Shops, by the way. Really cool program. Very excited to do this. And for more stuff down the road, with our friends at OGs. All right. That was a, well, literally a more uplifting topic. And depending on how this goes and how people feel. Oh, the chat is going to adore it. Oh, we're yeah, guys, let's just get into it. There was some news today that officially dropped. Uh, San Diego Loyal's dead, effectively. <laughs> um, yeah, there it is. There's are, no lead in. That's it. They are going to... This is their final season in USL Championship. Um, it was, according to reporting from The Athletic, there was a lot of debating over when they were going to tell the players and, and staff <clears> about this. They chose to do so yesterday. Um, partly to allow the players to explore, especially those on multiple-year contracts, to explore options for future years. Um, we know that USLPA issued a statement today as well, um, kind of really going into issues around this, all right, for players on multiple-year guaranteed contracts. Fundamentally, they've got two months' pay, I think, two months' pay mm -hmm. um, after the end of this season. Is all they guaranteed out of that contract? Um, the USLPA wanted more negotiating the CBA. Um, were unable to secure more pay um, in those situations. That is a problem, right? Players are... You sign a guy to a multiple-year contract and then the club just folds and... That's not good. That's tough. That is not good. But, um, yeah. So, uh, that's it. No more away trips to San Diego unless... They are to make the playoffs and Rising have to play them there. Of course, if they don't make the playoffs, did you know that San Diego's last ever game would be Vegas away? Oh, gosh. It would actually all come to an end oh, away to Las Vegas Lights if they don't make the playoffs. And Whoa, it's tight, oh, so they genuinely may not. Like, oh, yeah, they're, they're in fifth at the moment, but there's only six points between them and ninth. I mean, the fact that Vegas is going to 
be in this league again next year. But San Diego won't. And think, <laughs> however you may feel about San Diego, that's they've yeah. been a well-run no, club. Know. Yeah. Comparatively, by a long way, yeah. Low bar, but yes. Very yes, low bar. Yes. But yeah. They've been a well run club. It, it's just the reality situation. And we've seen this already. Like, we saw it happen with Austin. Remember Austin Bold? I mean, yeah. like, if MLS is coming in, and it, obviously it's not just MLS, but it, it, the, the two can't survive together. Like, it's not going to, it's not viable. Like, it's just the reality of the situation. And, in all honesty, if I'm MLS, if I'm looking to get rid of USL, I would also put teams in markets that where they have clubs. Right? Mm. You you saw you saw they put a team that had Landon Donovan's face on it, and you had an opportunity to put. Speaking as MLS, you have an opportunity to kind of take out two birds with one stone. There, why not take that opportunity? And not that Vegas is going to be great for USL ever, but the fact that that market exists. I mean, Las Vegas lights will fold once MLS goes. Vegas as well. It's pretty much expected. Um, I mean, there, there, there so, are people in, in Tampa who are basically holding their breath, waiting for it to happen so that Vegas lights will disappear. Um, I think you are kind of right, though. It's intriguing is that we, we need to think about what MLS's strategy is going forward, right? We know that there is a um, kind of... There's going to be at some point a kind of a, a cap on what they can do expansion-wise, you'd have thought. Um the question is, are they? when are they going to start targeting more cities that are like the bigger hitters in USL? Because if you do see MLS and USL kind of going head-to-head -head at all in terms of MLS trying to get rid of USL as a realistic mm -hmm. competing force in any way, shape, or form, you'd imagine they're going to go after the bigger markets in USL. Partly because, look, a USL championship that does not have San Diego, Phoenix, Tampa Bay, um, you can name a few other reasonably sized Louisville. markets in there. Louisville, yeah. Um, finding ways to get rid of them. I mean, it's hard, right? And I, I, I'll say this, right? I tweeted about this, and I, I'm gonna talk about it as well here. A lot of people will just point the finger at MLS here and say, "Well, that's MLS. They're the big bad wolf. They're the ones doing all of this." There's complicity from the fans here. You've got to be real, right? If you are willing to, and there, there will be San Diego Low fans now looking at this. Who are sad tonight they don't have a club anymore um they aren't gonna feel an emotional attachment to the new club um i, I mean now that's hard for them okay there will be others who will go to watch this mls team you're gonna go watch that mls team no why are you doing that why that that's just being complicit in this cycle right that's why clubs like san diego loyal fail because the mls team knows that you're gonna go and watch them anyway um I, I just, as I look at things like that, I, I just don't get it, right? And it it, it often comes down to something, and I, I've tweeted about this way back as well, when I think when San Diego was first being talked about. Um, I hate the idea sometimes that people feel the need to, A, put club over, oh, let's put league over club. Like, oh, we've got to talk about what will be good for the league. And they put sport over it as well. You are allowed to be loyal to your club first and foremost. You don't have to be loyal to, I want to see the sport grow. No, you want your club to grow. Who cares about everyone else? That's that's football fandom to me. That's that's the thing here. With a willingness to kind of just accept that that can all be tossed out at a moment's notice. Because if you put something bigger, brighter, shinier in there, oh, just get rid of everything else. That's awful, right? But that's the same thing. M MLS will, uh, does this, right? You had some uh, 
some big money people from Europe decided we're going to dump clubs here, but one of them can go in the, the Champions League or whatever. You're telling me people wouldn't uh, toss away at the MLS teams? Like, I don't want to play with you now anymore. It's the exact same thing, right? And until you actually get loyalty with some of these clubs, it's pointless, right? And that's why I see people will talk about US fan culture. It's getting better. It's getting better. I'm tired of seeing that kind of stuff. When clubs will happen like this, you'll see them just discarded ultimately by such a large portion. And so the the hundred or so there that are hardcore, great. And unfortunately, this applies at mo most clubs in the US, right? Yeah. Okay, you got your hundred or so hardcore. The rest of them will just go. It's just like going to the cinema for them. It, what I and that's, that's just an American sporting psyche, though, in general. What I would say, especially with with you know with soccer in America, is there isn't quite the generational foundations. Like, why are you the fans of the clubs that you are? What no matter what sport it is, you usually have it's the generations before you were fans of that, and the generations before them were the fans of it. And so, when you have fans jumping ship from teams, whether it's now San Diego Loyal to whatever San Diego was it San Diego FC, whatever they're going to be called you don't necessarily have a San Diego fan base where a granddad, a dad, and a son, grandmother, mom, and a daughter have been cheering for the same team their entire lives. But you just don't have that. There hasn't been enough time. So I understand, and I'm not saying that I, I like it, but it's just the reality of, like, I get why someone can go, well, this team was only here for five years, and in San Diego's case, three years. Mm -hmm. Now, now there's going to be a team that has you know, more talented players. I'm going to get to see better play. I might get to see Messi play in my hometown now. Here's, here's the thing, right? And I'll, I'll, I'll counter this slightly. The people who are just like, well, I'm waiting for MLS. I'm... Uh, MLS is getting better, but it's not that good. You're not watching the best players in the world, realistically, in MLS. You're currently watching Messi dismantle an entire league single-handedly. I'm sorry. That's, that, that's indicative of how poor MLS is, right? Okay, we've got to be honest about that. The fact that Messi is able to come and take a team that is last place in the East and now look like world beaters tells you something about the quality in a lot of ways of MLS. It's not as good as people thought it would be. Hell, just to, just to close my point that I just made, I think in this town specifically, we've all seen over the last 10 years, every single team in this town has been in the playoffs and every single team, um, including, well, maybe if we want to include the Yotes, we got to go back to 2011. But the point is, is when the Suns are at their best, there is no doubt who owns this town. And that's because they have been here since 1968. They have been here longer than anybody else. When you go to a Cardinals game, when you go to a D-backs game, if they're playing L.A., if the Cardinals are playing the Packers or the Steelers, they might not be that many. There might be half and half. You go to a Suns game, it is going to predominantly be Suns fans, and that's because of the generational foundation that's been built over time and, and and you know if we go to like like you're a cardiff fan why because your family's a cardiff mm -hmm. fan and who is a fan and why is your dad a cardiff like, like it mm -hmm. just built on like the that it's it just time has to happen but it's so difficult it really is difficult to keep a team and keep a club together and running smoothly i mean look look at what rising's been through and they've only been phoenix rising for since 2017 and just look at all the ups and downs and how many people have, have kind of left the ship because of those ups and downs, because they've had to move, because of whatnot. I mean, we're talking about teams overseas that have 100 plus years of history on their side. At, at, 
it's going to take time, but I, but I think the American soccer culture eventually can get there. It is, it is. I will say, actually, though, I'm just have to scroll up a tiny bit on the comments here. I'm going to shout back at Michael a minute. He did the same in a lot of leagues. He says, Michael, he didn't do that with a team at the bottom of the Eastern MLS, did he? That's the key thing. You can't compare Barcelona and PSG to uh, the current guys that he's playing with. He didn't do that stuff single-handedly. Yeah, no, that was honestly very... I, was, I liked that. It was, it, was, it was like a lot of very good points on both sides. I think... It's kind of trying to find, I guess, where is the line in the middle? There may not be one. I'm seeing BJ's comment. We have to build those generations. Talking to Jake's yep. point about how these things, it does take time. A lot of people, especially right, you're seeing this in soccer culture overseas, even in a lot of other U.S. sports, how it is a generational thing. Whether people have either, whether they grow up proximity-wise to these clubs or whether they do not, a lot of the times you're seeing that there's generations upon generations of these fans coming in. Now, the interesting note to me is that's all very well and true. The M MLS is still realistically, maybe they're starting to get within the second generation. Depends on, you know, length of the club and everything like that. But I think that now comes down to, well, I think the generation the generational point is valid. And that is something that soccer across all different levels at the U.S. just needs time. No one club is there yet. Even the founding members of MLS, they're hardly really established in the grand soccer global landscape. But it's curious the, because the you clubs in MLS aren't, though, the founding clubs for the most part. That's the thing. The clubs that are actually drawing big attendances for the most part aren't. Right. Are so, so, so you're Atlanta United, you're LAFC. So, 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 that, so that's getting... So, that's so a crew or, yes, or the best example Yes, so that's you. getting to my point of even though there is the narrative, which I do believe holds a lot of strength and weight of the generations, a lot of the team, a lot of the things where the MLS teams that are succeeding, whether it is on field or within revenue, within merchandise, whatever it is, there is the case to be made, and it's completely different scales to USL, but MLS teams and the league as a whole is over-expanding and, and committing a ton of resources to their product, whether it's on pitch, the, the, there's uniformity in the different um, pitch qualities, you're seeing a more streamlined and more efficient, cohesive product on field, regardless what you think of Apple TV, it is a major investment from that platform. And you are seeing the league, not even from a player standpoint, bringing Messi or anything like that, but you are seeing a full-fledged commitment from the lower levels and academy systems up to growing the game at that level, and it's never going to say that USL is going to be able to compete dollar for dollar in that aspect, but we have seen in recent years MLS take a more aggressive approach as saying, hey, we need to get this right and we need to get it right in a quicker way because then you have some of these teams like a Vegas or whatever who are kind of outliers and maybe not doing the best justice for the league. They're not growing the game. They're growing MLS. Let's be honest. Everything that is taking part is existing within their ecosystem. You have had things such as Don Garber speaking in the public session of the U.S. Soccer Board of Directors meeting at a point whereby those things never get said in front of the media. You don't criticize the U.S. Open Cup publicly in front yeah, of the media in uh, a board of directors meeting. You hold that until executive session. You have seen uh, MLS and its expansion of a Leagues Cup with... Uh, the, the Mexican League, okay? It's all about pulling things in so they control the revenue streams better. You see the system whereby they wanted to pull back, claw back their reserve teams to play in a league that MLS ultimately controls in MLS Next Pro. 
None of these things are about promoting an ecosystem that goes beyond MLS and clubs directly affiliated in some way to MLS. That's where the big difference is. And it, it's it's something that I personally find hard to to deal with in a lot of ways because it is, yes, they are the top division. People aren't arguing that. But it's so counter to what most people, most people, right, let's be honest, I think most people who are football fans in this country did not become football fans in in this country watching MLS. They became football fans in this country watching teams from overseas on TV. Waking up on a Saturday morning, there's nothing else on. They put NBC on, and all of a sudden they're watching two of the best teams in the world in the Premier mm-hmm. League taking off. This is where I I, I think Scott is sim- right here in some ways. MLS envisions an MLB-style st- pyramid with a major league controlling minor leagues. The reason I think this is different and where you can't get away with it is in... America and most American sports, you can have that kind of major league, minor league system whereby you aren't in the market of a major team, but you're going to have a favorite major team. If you are living in Phoenix and there is no MLS team in Phoenix, there's no real viable alternative here. We do have Phoenix rising as a USL alternative, but if you have no viable real alternative, why would you support a team from LA or from San Diego? Because if you're just watching it on the TV and it's just a show to you anyway, why not watch a better team? Why not watch one from Europe? It's just a TV show to you anyway. So why not? Why wouldn't you support one from Fever Seas? That's why this is a a weird and difficult kind of yeah. situation in a lot of ways. Because trying to build that American model around the sport in this country while existing in a global game that inevitably will draw comparisons from the starter. People love watching some of these leagues with this promotion and relegation. I understand the difficulties involved in implementing that in the US. I'm not going to pretend that it's something that you could just click your fingers and all of a sudden it's there. Uh, But they see it. There's a reason a lot of people like it. Um, And that's not what you get here. And I just feel as though... And I mean, BJ's right there. RSL has been kind of, kind of hopping in in Phoenix a lot. Mm. Um, have done for years. Mm-hmm. It, it's a homegrown yeah. territory, as they'll say. Um, but they they don't really have a presence outside the youth game here, do they? Who watches RSL and thinks, "Oh yeah, I I, I love RSL. I really want to watch them. They're my home team." No, RSL, the Phoenix of the North. Yeah, they're not. No. They're not right. And. and Again, that just goes back to that point. And Taris for player as well. I could go on for a long time about some of the weird, arcane Aye. MLS rules that, quite frankly, have no business being part of the sport. But I'm not going to get stuck up on that because I'll be going about that for the next two hours, possibly. But <laughs> again, I just go back to my main point here, which is if football's a TV show to you anyway, why would you watch MLS? No, to, I'm sorry, Messi. You watch Messi, maybe. To, to add on to Owen's point, I mean... Anyone who knows me, follow me on Twitter. Like Roma is the, is the team I follow and I support the most. But I thought you were a Lazio fan, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> You'll hate me in a minute if I say that again. <laughs> but to to elaborate on Owen's point, it's why it's well, it's that's who my family supported. So there's the generational uh, thing I was talking about earlier. But the second point, and what Owen just said, I grew up here. I grew up in Arizona. I've been here all but the first six months of my life. Yeah, there were some pro teams here, but there wasn't a pro team like this. Mm-hmm. I was I was in college when Phoenix Rising yeah. was created. Like I, there was no club as a little kid that I could go up to my grandfather and say, "Can we go to a, a, a see a match?" 
At least, it, and if there was, it wasn't going to be anything that what Phoenix Rising has provided. No, no. And, and that's the affinity I feel with this club because it's, it's my hometown, and this is this is, and, and they always this is how they market it. This is the highest level of professional soccer that this state has ever seen. This mm-hmm. club, Phoenix Rising, and it's and it's why I do get passionate about it because there is something to it when it's yours and it's your backyard, and and you can go to it every weekend, and and it's yours. Whereas if we didn't have this, like you said, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna watch overseas. I'm going to watch the better quality because at the end of the day, if I'm going to be watching on TV anyway, why wouldn't I just watch the better product on TV? Yeah. No, I mean, tie, tying it tying it all around, I think it's... Um, it, we, we, knew, we knew it was coming, right, when MLS announced that uh, San Diego would be the next expansion city and everything like that. It's people have a connection to these clubs and it's interesting to see whether you look at it from the league perspective or how people support their local team it's going to be an evolving situation and i mean yeah whether it's generationally whether it's who they watch growing up not everyone has access to these teams like this so uh, i do feel for the diehard fans who are san diego loyal loyal fans of loyal um but yeah i mean to owen's point i think you are going to see a lot of people who they just want to watch a local team and they're probably going to flock to the mls team in san diego so that's just kind of how it is uh for better or worse uh, i will say it's not a good transition but uh yeah when uh, you're going to games can grab some four peaks not at uh, rising stadium but four peaks in general when you're watching these soccer matches whether it is on tv or you are partaking possibly on the way if you're in a bus on the way to las vegas lights match this weekend shout out four peaks they have all the great beers as you know the kilt lifter the wows the tea shot lager everything like that always phenomenal and delicious you can check them out on instagram at four peaks brew or at four peaks pub to find them at uh, you know a local beer place near you, whether it's a convenience store, whether it's at their 8th Street pub, all the events that I got going on, shout out Four Peaks. We love them there. Max, I hear that you may be bringing some uh, Four Peaks onto the bus going up to Vegas. Am I hearing correctly? Uh, there is a, Max there... may be bringing beers. Max may be buying. No, that's not it. Beers we don't, we don't have to. When you're ready to say cheers, don't forget Max is buying beers. Hey. There we go. Max is buying beers. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's the, the, the jingle say. says so. Max is buying beers. Yeah, I, uh, you know, uh, I think I might be using my image and likeness, so I did not consent for that to happen. Just you, kind of appeared. You definitely on the did when you signed a contract. I nope, nope, <laughs> did not, not whatsoever. Max is buying beers. Uh, the uh, really, it's the entire production team subterfuging me. Uh, Producer Sean is complicit in what he's doing as he <laughs> as he salutes and nods vigorously uh yes shout out four peaks yes there uh, may or may not be beers on the bus <clears throat> anyway uh max is buying beers. no uh shout out shady rays they are trying to gonna help me block out uh the trolls that is owen evans max you can't block out the, uh, they're, pre- they're premium polarized they're pretty shades good, but they're not like the premium polarized shades big to differ right because they got all the different colors all the different styles whether you want like an aviator so style a throwback really cool style when you're drinking a beer that max has bought you <laughs> you really, look yeah. really cool Oh so. dear gosh, you can look amazing in Shady Rays. They we have need multiple. To get you some Jake, actually. Dear gosh, do the the full like uh, actually, actually would kind be of a nice kid. Man in black kind of look there. Highway Put my sunnies on right now. The danger zone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you can go full on Men in Black style with Shady Rays if you would like to, but you can get some for yourself. 
exclusively for our listeners. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the dang season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off. Two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars by over two 150,000 people. Shout out to Shady Rays. Again, promo code PHNX. Phenomenal. Love Shady Rays. All righty. Gentlemen, should we go around the, around the USL. USL? Let's talk about those games yesterday. Uh, that Pittsburgh game. That was crazy. Was drunk. Yeah. That game that was, was insane. drunk. That game was on those four peak beers that Max Simpson was buying, is what I'm hearing. Gosh, darn it. Uh, so it started off... Joe Farrell was on the pitch for like 10 minutes, and I think two or three goals were scored. So Pittsburgh were winning 3-0 at the 77th minute. In the 78th minute until the 86th, Hartford scored three goals to make it real before Pittsburgh retook the lead in the 88th. What's sad is Hartford tweeted like, we, we've come back, we've done it in a and second two minutes later. later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs> Pittsburgh winning that one four goals to three. There was a nil-nil draw on a very cut-up pitch as kind of expected at this point. Uh, Memphis 9-0-1 against Indy 11. Indy not taking many shots, not having a lot of the ball. Who cares? They walk out of there. They had a red card just before halftime. Still managed to pick up a point away in Memphis, Tulsa. Wow, look at that. It is doable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tulsa. They <laughs> took the lead against Birmingham Legion. And then Nico Brett stepped up and scored uh, <laughs> three goals. You know? Yeah. Rumor has it the New Mexico fans would have been singing a song to the tune of Baby Shark if they'd have seen oh, Nico gosh. Brett scoring that many goals. But um, <sighs> Birmingham Legion take that goal again, three to one. And speaking of New Mexico United... So Jareva scores in the 92nd minute. Former Reno 86. But player. it's too late. Too little, too late. Oakland yeah. Roots winning that game 2-1. Speaking of dead clubs. Albuquerque. <laughs> we look to the weekend. A lot of games on. <laughs> as you would expect. Let's have a look on Saturday. There are lots to choose from. Loose City, Oakland. Yeah. Interesting match, Big that one. one. Uh, you've also got Charleston hosting Memphis. Yeah. How are we feeling about that one? Battery. <laughs> Chaos. San Diego Loyal will travel to RGV. Will the imploding very soon kind of hangover prevent them from getting anything against RGV? I, I don't know. We'll see. San Antonio hosting Pittsburgh. That's an interesting game. Would you tap that as your match of the week? Game of the week? Uh, ooh. Maybe, if not for another big game here, Sac Republic hosting Orange County. In-form Orange County Sneaky. playing serious contender for the Western Conference uh, It's got top nil, seed. nil nil written all over it. It's oh. got nil-nil written all over it. Oh, Absolutely. Oh, That's what we like to hear. Uh, and there's one Sunday game as well, Sunday afternoon game. Birmingham Legion hosting Detroit City. Mm. That's got one nil written all over it. Yeah, it does. Indeed. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, Pittsburgh and Detroit, just they're, they're the two home. Like if they're at home, I take them every time. But on the road, I know they. But just... then Detroit don't score many goals. Again, like all Detroit's games end one nil. Yeah. Either they win one nil or they lose one nil. They don't score, but they're also pretty decent defensively. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's all Pittsburgh does is defend, except for against Hartford, apparently. Hmm. <laughs> for about ten minutes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh boy. Oh boy. Alrighty. Um, yeah. Glad we were able to run through everything. Gave score predictions, everything like that. Gents, anything we missed before we get out of here? We've had a lot of banter, a lot of discussion. We have. Today. It's we been have, nice. We have. Been nice. We got our bodyguard sitting in the middle as well here. Discount Jake. <laughs> oh At man. At least oh, way, you know. Oh, own <laughs> yeah. anything for the people? Maybe the shepherding is through. Um, oh, I tell you what, it's going to be a good weekend. It's going to be a good weekend. I made my 4-0 prediction earlier. I stand yeah. by it. You did. I know that Max Simpson will be really getting the party started on that bus. Room. He's going to be singing. He's going to be dancing. What's He's going to be bringing the beers. Huh? He's going to be having a great huh? time. Max Simpson. He is your travel entertainment if you're making the trip. I don't like that. He's the entertainment. <laughs> Jake, anything for you, man? I, mean, I think it's going to be a great Saturday. I got I got all, all four teams I care about in this world play Saturday. We got what it. song are you going to sing on the bus, Max? There will be no singing. No, no, you're singing a song. What song are you going to sing? Not singing. We're going to make you sing a song on the bus. You cannot on. make me sing a song. No, no, you're singing a song on the bus, Max. All righty. This has been a fun episode of the PHNX Rising Podcast. Appreciate everyone joining in. Come on, you're our entertainment. I'm entertaining enough. I don't need to sing. No, no, we'll have you sing a song. It'll be fun. You can what follow. Would be the you song can follow the show at PHNX underscore underscore Rising because, because double the underscore. Double the Max is buying beers producer sean please hop in max is buying beers he's already, he's already missed his cue when you're ready to say cheers don't forget max is buying beers hey he actually oh, hey, at the hey. end. That's, that's nice. uh he actually recovered it pretty damn <laughs> oh man i thought that said chubba wombing uh yeah you can follow show on twitter as mentioned underscore underscore rising you can follow Owen on Twitter at OJ Evans 18. You can follow Jake on Twitter at JWA1994. You can follow producer Sean on Twitter at Sean underscore to pause. You can follow Style Like Reese on Twitter at Reese underscore 11 underscore. You can follow me on Twitter at Max David Simpson. My word, there's a lot of user handles in there. Appreciate They're all everyone. saying you're singing. Yeah, I think it, I don't give a damn. <laughs> Appreciate everyone joining us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it, bro. It's it's a beautiful game. Way more better when it's Max uh, is buying. No, when the club doesn't fall.